Hey guys, just popping in to let you know that we did have some technical difficulties with this episode. Tommy and Sarah's mic lost audio after about 15 minutes and 30 seconds in. You can still hear them on the other mic, but it sounds a little weird. I did leave in the part of the audio that they have, but the rest is, yeah, they're a little quieter. You can still hear them though. Here's the episode. Introductions today by saying what our octopus name would be. Oh God! <laughs> this is uh, this is King Cast, and uh, man, mine's easy. I guess I'd be Tentacle Tommy. Tentacle Tommy. Tentacle Tommy. I can be. Doesn't have to. Slytherin undersea Sarah. Okay, there you go. Ooh, filling in that chamber of secrets. <laughs> is that what you're doing? Slytherin. Cephalopod Chris. I was gonna say Crid the Squid. <laughs> you said octopus names. Chris? Well, you know, squids are like octopus. They're like octopi. They're uh you know, I don't mean to speak ill of either community, but they're very similar. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> my apologies squid to any octopus or squid who may be listening right That's now. That's pretty great minded, Tommy. Yeah. Sorry. They are extremely intelligent and probably could take offense. Mm, Do you have a they learn language. octopus name? Yeah. Um, how about Dana Crazy Legs Suck Hard? Okay. I don't All know. Right. That should actually just be your name from now on. Oh, yeah. For every episode of the future is Danny, Danny, Sucker Danny legs. Crazy Legs. Danny Crazy Suck Legs. Hard. Suck Hard. Well, today is about a thing that's on octopi and squids. It's the one thing they have in common. You guys want to guess what it is? Skin. Yes. Suction cups. Nerves. Ooh, cupping. Cup, cupping, cupping nerds. No, everyone did research on it. We all know what it is, and you probably already read the title of today's episode, so you all know. Today is about tentacles and consenticles. Yes. But first things first, we need to go over a few administrative things. You already know this. We are a sex-positive podcast. If this is your first episode, we're not here to shame anybody. We're not here to make fun of people who jack off or masturbate or whatever to tentacle stuff. We're not here to be mean to you. Uh, some stuff will be funny. You know, we're going to laugh at a few things, but we're not trying to make anybody feel ashamed. Uh, as long as you respect the age of consent and the consent of others, and you're practicing safe, sane, and what's the third one? Consensual, Consensual sex. Oh, oh. Hey, yeah, active, sober, verbal consent is an. Yes, consent yes. can. <laughs> With consent. True. Yeah. Yeah, so the bottom line there is, uh, you know, Yes is the magic word, especially if it's from an eighteen-year-old. And we'll be talking older. a lot about consent on this one, uh, yes, especially we will. once we once we talk about tentacle and then go into the difference between tentacle and consentical. Well, I'm just going to go right out of the gate with this one. It seems like an oxymoron to me because consentical is still tentacle. Mm-hmm. It's not like if we evolved into a future where you know tentacle rape wasn't as big of a deal and it was all consentical. I'd still want to call it tentacled porn because that's what it is. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. It's uh, mostly women, some men, 
mostly women, having, you know, octopus tentacles or creature tentacles all squibbly-dibbly in their giblets. I do think it's pretty important to go ahead and differentiate right now. There's a big difference between um, non-consent in practice and non-consent in a fantasy situation. So when we talk about tentacle, we're talking about it, obviously, as a fantasy situation, not... Yeah, I mean, that that jumps off. If you've never encountered any kind of tentacle porn uh, or tentacle fantasy in your life... It typically is a rape fantasy. Yeah, very rarely is consent involved. Yeah, that's why consentical is kind of its own phenomenon, because more often than not, you have a girl finds an alien, and the alien starts wrapping those eight penises all around her, and they're all, you know, three Enjoy. or four feet long. The girl's making some kind of cheesy horror movie scream face. Yeah. Ah, and no! It's, and it's super sexy. Why is it so sexy? The tentacles, I don't know. We'll, well get into that. What, what bothers me the most, what I saw this week, is I watched, I watched a lot of tentacle porn this week, which I didn't enjoy. And well, I, I think... I mean, you do that every week, don't you? I watch... This was the this, week he found something to enjoy. can't keep getting made. <laughs> it's episode six. You made it for the feet episode. You made it for the autoerotic asphyxiation episode. <laughs> We're on six. Yes, I watched the porn of whatever episode subject it is. We didn't make it for the Sonic the Hedgehog episode because that time it was true. That one was true. Yeah, I spent a lot of time watching Sonic the Hedgehog pornography. Uh, I don't. don't I actually encountered that again. Actually, no, it was not. It was not <laughs> Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Tentacle? I was trying to. Okay, so basically, what this guy did, I was looking for. Um, like a fan fiction tentacle porn story. Um, and this guy was basically reading his tentacle porn story to the image on YouTube of my, my little pony, like, mm. um, characters, characters behind mm. and parts like shaking on the screen from one side to the other. And I was like, wait a second, this isn't tentacle. This is my little pony with tentacle story over, over it. So I don't know. I kind of had a flashback to the Sonic Sonic episode as I was looking for material. Well, they're for both this. very ingrained in the fantasy world. The Are point there mm-hmm. any pop culture octopi that would even be, they don't open? lend themselves to being cute critters very often. You've got the captain from the shitty pirates, of the Caribbean movies. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, I'm think sure. About, think about what he could do. Yeah, with those, those, those would be some kisses. Yeah, those are on his face too. Yeah. So that's I guarantee better. you there's a story out there of him kissing <laughs> someone. looks excited. Whoa, pinching the nipples. All the research that needs to be done now. <laughs> with his octopus beard. No, uh, I'm the, all about pirates anyways. The thing that bothers me the most about tentacle porn, what I kept seeing is it really is about the fantasy of, of rape and you convince the woman to enjoy it through pleasure. I mean, that is a cornerstone of tentacle porn. Or at least that's what it's become. Yes. To an extent, because it's in its origin, it was not originally that way. Can we start with a, a little bit of history? Yeah, so let's history actually... So history is going to be its own entire segment because it's impossible to separate the origin of tentacle porn without going into how Japanese sexuality differs from Western sexuality strongly. Yeah. So... Uh, the farmer's wife, the fisherman's wife, what's the name of that painting? The fisherman's wife. That's the dream of the, the fisherman's dream of wife. And that's where it all begins. What year is that? 1845? Uh, 19th oh. century. So, yeah, 1845 is probably close to it. Um, Look at me, ha- memorizing Hakusai. my facts. Hakusai is the, uh, the artist's name, and it just basically depicts a woman having sex with two octopi. 
Um, thus began a long and storied history of sexualized cephalopods, which is my favorite thing to practice saying now. Sexualized, sexualized cephalopods. cephalopods. Sarah the Ooh. cephalopod would have been a better... Uh, yeah, <laughs> cephalopod well, that's Chris. true. Cephalopod Chris. Well, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Unless you had done Chrysephalopod. Chrysephalopod. Yeah, that rolls off the tongue much easier to it's try. It's a really interesting picture to like Google and look up, um, but it's like... I don't know, I guess it's from, like, an erotic sort of series of paintings that were called Spring Pictures. Or Shunga. Um, yeah, how'd you say that again? Shunga? Shunga. Okay, yes. I couldn't pronounce I was like, wait a second, how do you pronounce that? Um, so that was popular during the Edo period. Which Actually, that, that particular uh, piece of Shunga was illustrated by uh, Hokusai, like you said, mm-hmm. who is the same person who illustrated The Great Wave, that famous picture of The Great Wave that we all... Mm-hmm. Have known and seen mass produced. On. Got a pretty yeah. cool T-shirt of it. From <laughs> what I read, used to like Japanese sexuality was very open, and uh, be, it was essentially a puritanical movement. That well, and they had fun it. with it because what I read is that the Western idea of sexuality is all about um, chastity. That word kept coming up from last week. Mm-hmm. It's all about you are meant to be inside of this marriage and it has to be very structured and pure mm-hmm. and that never really made it into Japanese culture because of the difference of, of religion. Right. No form of Christianity ever really took hold there. Right. And so especially in you know the 1800s there was this wave of art. The art became sexualized and fantasy kind of took hold. Mm-hmm. And so you had this merging of folklore. It, it, it was the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog drawings of its day. Mm -hmm. You had these old stories about incubus and succubus and fictional animals and people said well what if they fucked a pretty lady and they made drawings of this and and it took hold in in the subconscious of of a culture is women fucking ghosts and turtles that did things to little boys. There's some weird stuff. Right so really what it can all be brought back to is the fact that in Japanese culture um, nudity was never regarded as sexual right so you had people just walking around naked performing their daily tasks you had people uh, bathing communally and then uh, when the early or you know 18th century or 19th century Americans were going over to Japan they were horribly offended to see you know these unchaste people. Yeah, just, just <laughs> walking around willy-nilly in the streets. And um, also trading this shunga, which, um, while it wasn't viewed as inherently sexual, it did depict people in erotic situations. It was really just kind of traded like, I can't p- pronounce that word. Well, I wanted you to try. Let me see. Uh, yeah, give it your best go, but it's the name of this style of art that became popular. But what was so interesting about it to me was that, I mean, obviously with the exception of the dream of the fisherman's wife and a lot of other images probably as well, for the most part, the people in the Shunga were, although they were in some filthy, kinky positions, they were clothed because while nudity was not regarded as sexual fancy clothes certainly were. Um, but then, of course, you know, the Japanese government got wind that Americans were offended by the nudity and they had to shut that down because they had to stay in high regards with mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. government. Well, and that and kind of got, it kind of got, like, also more popular and also, like, more popularized and, and prolific in, like, the 80s, like, 1980s. Um, but before that, it, oh. it needs to be discussed how World War II is very relevant to anything that has to do with Japan mm-hmm. because the nationalism pre-war and then the westernization post-war. They were also extremely isolationist. 
yes. pre-war. So well, they had almost no influence from outside countries pre-war. Right. They were their own. They were almost an alien culture. Yeah, they, they might as well have been from outer space. They were their own unique culture. And pre-World War Two. It was exceptionally nationalist, and you almost had the formation of, of a cult, uh, not unlike uh, Scientology, North Korea, the far-right movement you see today. And that is where some... Mm, was that an anti-sexual movement, inherently? Uh, I would say so, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think it was. I think it was intended to not just hide, but pretty much shut down the sexuality of Japanese people. And then post-war, post-World War II, you um, have the westernization and you start having the idea of of marriage, of shame, mm-hmm. and those don't entirely take hold yeah. 100%, but they are there and they are introduced. What, what I read is that it was even, it was like a reaction to like trying to become more like Western. It's like, oh, they don't like this. We right. want them to like us, so we don't like this either. Except Let's they have took it sad sex life, yeah. just like the Americans. Further. But they took it much further than even we do. So far as uh, completely banning nudity. So the word that Tommy wanted to pronounce was uroguro nonsensu. Uroguro nonsensu, which literally translates as erotic grotesque nonsense which brings us to the 1980s yeah you're saying dana sorry to cut you off yeah no no you're fine um in the 19 in 1986 um specifically manga artist toshio maeda uh tried to and i wrote this flummox uh censors by replacing penises with things resembling them most notably tentacles and he looked at this and this basically is what kind of started all of this other art that you know was kind of replacing uh and kind of I don't know, giving pro- proliferating this tentacle kind of porn. What else took the place of tentacles? What else was penis like? Like a ghost fist or like a crab claw? That was the main thing that okay. it mentioned. So I, I guess I mean it's other beasts. It would it would refer to other beasts, other creatures, um, things that could be like tongues and things like that, like um, tongues, yeah. um like dragons with big tongues and things like that. So and then in the case of actual, you know, penis vagina sex, which did still happen in Japanese pornography, you got the famous pixels or the black yeah. black bars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I tried to find exactly when that started. Um, I had that article written down here somewhere but and you've never ventured down into japanese pornography it does not allow genitalia yeah, live action and uh no, and hentai actually yeah. uh yeah it has to be uh which censored. what's so odd is they do the japanese do have shame and they do have sexual no-nos but they stem from a different place than ours do and that's why uh, a huge form of pornography there is like romantic child pornography Yes. Uh, Lollicon is what it's called, I believe. Uh, I think it's called Lollicon. Uh, yeah, Lolly something. Um, well, I mean, you think about it, um, Americans have been stifling their sexuality for as long as we've been, you know, a nation. Well, it comes from the, the Puritan era. Right. And then, and then we're coming along to adult Japan and telling them to stifle their own sexuality. It's like telling a kid not to have sex versus trying to tell an adult man who's been having sex his whole life to stop. He might stop, but he's going to try out some weird shit to try and replace it. And because, Kids just going to be like, okay. Because it was an, an alien culture, it was a culture that was unlike anything else, that stifling led to some very unique um, products. Right. Some very unique products. But uh, over there, you'll have entire animated pornographies that are glorifying the relationship of an older man and a young schoolgirl, and no one bats an eye at that. 
Meanwhile, oh, yeah, no, it's sold, like, alongside anything else, like... And it, it, I mean, you look at American culture, and you know, this is one of my standbys, you have a series like The Walking Dead, which is just non-stop gore, non-stop gore, people getting shot in the head, and we watch it with our kids, and the idea of hanging a piece of art that has a naked woman on it in a school, that you could never do that. But kids watching yeah. The Walking Dead, that's fine. We are so normalized to violence. In Japanese culture, you're normalized to something as, as rotten as pedophilia, which is not as taboo of a subject. It was not decriminalized, it was not criminalized until 2008. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 2008. Wow. Can we confirm that one before I get further? Talk about something else. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, you can look at even like Facebook, like the stuff you're allowed to post on like uh, like business pages. Possession of child pornography was uh, made illegal in 2014 by mistake. <gasps> child pornography? Yeah, child pornography. Wow. Continue, I'm sorry. But uh, like like you're saying, like a business can post something that has a person's face melting off, but if they post something that has a woman with cleavage, not nudity, just cleavage, it's like, oh no, that's got to be shut down. Mm-hmm. And finally, in Japanese culture, it is the actual sexual organs themselves. Rather than the idea of nudity, unlike cleavage or a package, whatever you want to say, the sexual organs themselves, even in hardcore pornography, yeah, where true. a child is abducted by a monster, skinned alive, and then fucked, you'll have all of this is fine. There's nothing wrong with any of it, mm-hmm. but the vagina has to be pixelated. Right. Yeah, I believe the the Yakuza, the Japanese like organized crime, like their biggest uh well their their two biggest like Block, black market, yeah. Profit sectors are uh, uncensored pornography and and guns because guns are illegal. But uncensored wow. pornography more than anything else. Wow. So to give the strongest context of why there is so much tentacle porn, a tentacle is an excuse. It's a stand-in for a penis. Is yeah. It gets around. It's a loophole. Yeah. It's a loophole. I, I wasn't able to find anything that was a loophole for a vagina, but you necessarily. In some formats of sexuality, for certain people, you don't have to be able to see the vagina because it's... It's, it's just the idea of a woman being penetrated. It's, it's a hole. Right. And you have to be able to see the, what that what is penetrating, which is the tentacle. And in a lot of the images that I have saved here on my work iPad that I don't want my boss to see is uh, <laughs> all these tentacles are just dicks. Especially in, in these the stuff that comes straight from Japan. Yeah, not yeah. even secretly. It, it, it is at all. There's no subtlety to it. There's no twist. There's no you have to squint. It's a dick with mm-hmm. different skin on it. It's yeah, like they're they're not like tentacles, like <laughs> tentacles that are on real beings on Earth. They, they are sometimes. They are sometimes, but a lot of times it is like it's just a really really long take. And you know, I'm not realizing this. Didn't realize this until just now looking at these, but um, I, I feel like the slime is a uh, way of representing um, cum. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, because it doesn't necessarily look like a dick, but it does look more like a dick post-coitus. Right. When it's still hard and has the cum on it. 
There is something, I think, inherently a little bit sexual about something that's just kind of slimy and wet and goopy anyway. Well, because daily life, unless you're dealing with a baby, isn't very slimy and goopy, but sex is pretty slimy and goopy. Mm-hmm. Babies are slimy and goopy. It's a different kind of slime and goop, all right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Especially if you think about, like, the ridges of the suction cup and little suction cups and things. Like, obviously, that would kind of be pleasurable, too. So, I don't know. Well, I feel like there's something prepubescent about it in the way of if you had never had sex and you lived in a country where you had no idea what a vagina looked like, mm-hmm. the idea of imagining monsters and tentacles is almost this nightmarish metaphor for the mystery of the opposite sex. That's a really or interesting the mystery of sexuality itself. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, What'd you find? Any... Oh, gross. <laughs> oh my god, that's an actual woman with actual squid. Oh. We should put that on our Facebook. But uh, the, they've... In, until they've had sex, they've never seen ad reproductive organ besides their own in Japan. That could very well be what all the rest of penises look like. Well, and as we discussed on the Sonic the Hedgehog episode, is when sexuality is a mystery to you, it ends up being paired with fantasy, with fairy tales and and pop culture and stories. So it it stands to reason that if you come from a culture that's going to have, I don't know, more squid shit, squid shit's going to get sexy. Which it, it makes me wonder, like, is... Like the censorship, like they they have a problem with people not having sex in Japan. Yeah, their population's going down. Uh, vastly, Suicide rates like, are up. And, yeah, and there are people that just are like, you know, have completely decided no sex whatsoever, which that's their choice, but it's also like, is that a symptom of complete and utter censorship of genitalia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it probably is. Suppression of the... We're so hypersexual because we're just pumped full of porn our whole lives, which is <laughs> yeah. the, the great, you know, paradox how how taboo sex is and how accessible it is to everyone. It was definitely not a wrong and a right. There's more of a two wrongs. Uh, I would say neither of our countries have a healthy relationship with sexuality. I agree. Um, but I think that it's a good point to move on to um, the touchstones and cliches of your typical tentacle porn story. Did anyone read any stories or watch anything that really had a plot? Because more often than not, it's just the opening of The Blob, which, does everyone remember how the movie The Blob started? Walk me through it. Which, which one? Uh, I think both start the same way. Where there's a comet in the sky and the comet crashes. You go and investigate what it is and you get attacked by a critter. Except in most of these cases, it's a woman who is wearing clothes that are very easy to remove. And the critter, um, you know, kind of fools around with her a little bit before killing her. She's just kind of being backed into a corner for a while and yeah. poked <laughs> and then, you know, sexually poked for and a while. And then... it, it functions as a metaphor for rape. Right. Oh, and yeah. just like anything, it, it, we might as well just be discussing rape fantasy. Mm-hmm. And within that, you have the misconceptions of rape. Yes. You have the tentacle porn where the creature is trying to pleasure the pleasure this the victim into submission. Mm-hmm. But you also have the tentacle porn which tells the lie of the woman's into it from the start. Right. You also have sadistic tentacle porn where the woman's not into it not ever. once ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's screaming no until she's either disposed of. There's a mm-hmm. there's a gif I watched. Yeah, there's killed little, or yeah, whatever. There's a little animated cartoon where like she just screamed the entire time. She got fucked and then it like came into her brain and killed mm-hmm. her and threw her off to the side. It's no. a thing to see the tentacle going up through like the vagina and then coming out the mm-hmm. mouth somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, I've so. I've seen a lot of that, which is that's yeah. not yeah. how that works. That's biologically yeah. questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's like a tube that just goes straight from the vagina to the mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to break some stuff. I, I think the implication there is that you know they're being murdered. You're not really going house. through tubes. You're just kind of busting out. Yeah, it's more impaled than than perhaps. I don't want to, I don't know. Well, well, my actual assumption is if you have a tentacle going into your vagina and coming out of your mouth, it's going into your womb mm-hmm. and slicing its way into the stomach. And yeah. Because the, there's no... With those squishy hole. slicers it has. I mean, they're powerful, though. Those things, mm-hmm. they're giant muscular dicks. That's true. And also, I like to think of them as tongues, too, because tongues are just, uh, they're just a muscle. Mm-hmm. These poor girls are just really being shish-kebobbed. Yeah. Shish-kebobbed, except... Um, no, by, I don't have any by a stand-in for a penis, <laughs> a giant wriggly wet penis. Which has it been discussed yet that it's it's a consistently flaccid penis? There's no such thing as like an erect, hard. Mm-hmm. I guess there is. If they I mean, like it's, a squid fist. Yeah, it's. I'm guessing it's meant. It's not like flaccid. It's like ambidextrous. It's got dexterity, well, that's where it but that doesn't mean it's soft. Mm-hmm. Because, in, you know, in human sexuality, a, a dick is a solid object. A dick can't wrap around your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's soft. That just sure. means it... Well, I compared it to a tongue a minute ago. Yeah. A tongue is hard and it's soft because it's... The entire object is what moves rather than yeah. it being... Yeah. Tongues are weird. Yeah, tongues are weird. Tentacles are weird. You know, if you think about it, like, if you had no idea what a human body was, you woke up with your brain, but, like, no I- idea of what a human being was. You'd be screaming all day. Sex is pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, the human body is a pretty nasty fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at a tentacle going into a lady and say, ooh, but, I mean... Is that why I, babies cry? Because they're just becoming aware of, like, being this ugly fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. They look at their hand <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't like what it. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I was just a sleeping nothingness that just napped in blindness, and now all of a sudden I'm with all these, like, smelly star animals. So, one of the biggest questions I had this week, and I actually did not research it too much because I was hoping that other people at the table would research it. If someone was very interested in tentacle pornography, and they wanted to take the next step of engaging with it with a consensual partner... Uh, how would they go about doing that? Are there squid rentals? Are there toys? Uh, there's a pretty hefty group of people that participate in, um, tentacle fantasies in FetLife. Um, you can find just about anything on FetLife these days, which is kind of neat. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of, well, it depends, it depends on the type that you want to, um, take part in, but from what I could tell, FetLife has people that um, are interested in that and are looking for people to play with safely. Well, that explains that there are people, but how? I think it goes without saying, leave the animal out of it. Yes. Because animals can't give consent. Well, they're also very smart creatures. Yes, they are very, they're highly intelligent creatures. But I don't get the feeling that this really has anything to do with bestiality for most of the people who... But if you abduct a squid and you involve it in a, you know, a sex act that could endanger it, you are engaging in bestiality. Oh, absolutely, but I don't really get the feeling that, that for anyone who has this fetish, that's... The, They're genuinely the I don't think someone's trying to act an octopus. An, an octopus. Squid or an octopus. Does it matter which? Well, I mean, I'm sure someone is. I don't but. think squid can survive outside of water. 
Are these are not things that I know. Oh, that yeah, is well, a squid. Some people are. Some inside people are. That is an octopus. Butthole. That is an octopus. Inside of a butthole. It's still an octopus. It's an octopus inside of a butthole. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep confusing squids. That's a so is that something that on FetLife you could find someone else who'd want? I stand corrected. So wait, know, would she have an octopus in her butthole and a dude? Oh, there's a bunch. And would you call that tentacle, or would you just call it bestiality? I would call that. Well, yeah, both. But I think tentacle. I think for for me, from what I understand from the research that I did, I think uh, tentacle fantasies, tentacle porn, tentacle, you know, uh, play. A lot of that falls into a fantasy. Um, it's it's more fantasy. It's more the the concept of doing it with a tentacle. I feel like more than doing it with like a, I don't know. Um, a tongue, a then, garden Then, hose. like, I actually want an octopus shoved in me. Right. Like, that's obviously the difference. Like, like, that's the extreme form of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, But, yeah. as we find out every single week, um, not only is there 32 flavors of sexuality, each flavor has its own 32 variants. Oh, right, of mm-hmm. course. There are as many sexualities as there are human beings. Yeah, and as far as tentacle porn, we can't just blanket statements say it is one way or the other. Yeah, sure. Because for some people, it's a, it's a safe rape fantasy right. that they never engage in. Probably for the majority of people that's what it comes down to. But I don't even know what the majority is versus versus is it. I mean, no, like, I don't either. I'm speaking as someone who doesn't participate in yeah. this fantasy, so I, I don't really know. I'm just going off of assumptions. I, I yeah. guess the ultimate question of, of how would you bring it into the bedroom, I'm sure there are plenty of people who love this stuff but would never want to bring it into the right. bedroom. Just as there's people who are so attracted to the idea of a tentacle that they would go out and abuse a squid, which, in my opinion, is bestiality by default. You could just watch, right. of course, watch the porn with your significant other. Yeah. Well, and that brings us into consentical, which mm-hmm. is how there is so much variation that there is a ton of people who are into pornography and play where rape isn't even being simulated. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of engaging in sexuality with something that is deeply foreign. You could even say it's a metaphor for um, a homosexual experience in a sense that it's discovering an alien life form and it's deciding you want to fuck it. It's venturing into the unknown of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And uh, that brings us to consentical. Right. Um, well, it's kind of been explained already that like um, tentacle fantasies are like almost inextricable with, with rape, um, like the situations that those are presented in. So... Um, Consentacle is kind of a new thing. It's kind of reclaiming this this idea of of tentacle um, play. Um, let me see here. You I have, a source. You're this a source. Yeah, I have Some actually a couple of sources here. Um, there was an impetus for this this one particular. Um, person to reclaim tentacles for the good, loving tentacle monsters out there. Um, and th- I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, Naomi Clark uh, created a tentacle sex card game called Consentacle. Yep, I've got some of the cards here on my iPad. And let me tell you what, it is a cute girl and a, um, a, a monster of some kind. Yeah. Um, In the picture I have, there's a cute blue-haired girl. She looks sexually liberated and fun, and she's just fisting the shit out of some kind of hole on some kind of creature. She looks vaguely like a Tracer. Tracer from? Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah, I can see it. That looks popular. 
And uh, it looks like there's a, another card where the alien just envelops, which brings us into an entire another fetish of envelopment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of tentacles, and they're all poking and prodding at this lady's bits. But it is like cute and fun and yeah. pinky and. Well, so let's explain this. That's that's the part that I was about to get into. It looks more complicated than you want it to be. I think the entire point of the game is to have good sex with the creature without it violating you or you violating it. It's the movie Arrival, except instead of trying to communicate information to one another, they're trying to communicate consent and pleasure. So it's like they're experimenting on one another to find out what's okay and what's not, and they're put to some sort of quantified point system, which, uh, you know, that's odd. You have to basically, using the cards as a cue, negotiate with somebody else who would not understand you. So if you had an alien that you were like trying to consent to have sex with um, and you both wanted to, you would have to explain to each other what your limits were and what is acceptable practice within your, you know, sexy time. Um, both in a, that it, to, to the point where you could both consent to the act without actually using words. So that's like that's the actual practice of the game. So I don't mean it to sound homophobic. I really don't. I think it sounds like homo positive, like it's a really fun thing. But all I can think of when I hear stories like this is this sounds like a metaphor for a your first gay experience. The idea of loving an alien, not necessarily tentacle, mm-hmm. but the the alien factor. Am I just a new that? love, either a first same sex romance or just a first romance in general. I guess it's, it's I guess the idea there is uh, the unfamiliarity, mm-hmm. right? Which could wandering be. into unknown territory. Yeah, let me explain this. Um, players draw and play cards that let them earn and invest tokens that represent both trust and satisfaction in this interspecies liaison. Uh, so the challenge of the game lies in coordinating the strategy between combos without resorting to direct verbal communication. So gestures, eye contact, divining your partner's intentions and next moves, and salacious but not explicit illustrations on all the cards play a role in nonverbal communication and guesswork. Uh, in the end of the game, players find out how intense, satisfying, and mutual their encounter was based on their tokens. Yeah, it's, it's a fun idea for a game, and the mm-hmm. drawings are cute and kinky, but the uh, the game itself doesn't sound mm-hmm. super fun. It's not one I'd pull out and play with my family. It, well, I don't know if I, like... <laughs> I imagine the couple that, like, gets this game for, like, sexy times, like their pre-sexy time game, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more boring than Settlers of Catan. <laughs> I don't know. This feels like it fits right alongside like Uno and Monopoly. Just I don't know. I can just imagine. Nice. I can imagine doing the thing where I'm just like, mm-hmm, like trying to like motion for different things, and it's like hard to. I don't. Think I don't know. They could see the motion. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of like. Like, like, yeah, like, how do you, how do you use eye contact to be like, this is what I want to do to you without this card help with that? Yeah. Uh, expressive eyebrows. Or expressive <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> but I do think it's cool. And I think what, what the game is trying to do is kind of, okay, do two things. Like, obviously make it very clear that there are lots of ways to communicate to someone consent, even though the best way, of course, is verbally. There are lots of other ways to consent to different acts and like being able to to do that effectively um, is is like kind of a good outcome of this game or playing this game or interacting with somebody else who understands how to uh, interpret what kind of gestures you're using to 
uh, consent to specific acts. I think the other thing it's doing is reclaiming tentacle porn or um, tentacle uh, fantasies for for something that can be made um, enjoyable and not be considered a, a part of you know so exclusively a part of rape um, culture. Um, and so I really think that the benefits of this game and, and the fact that she's done this is twofold. I'm really glad to see that, and I 100% endorse. Um, this game, even though yeah. I haven't tried it, I think it sounds awesome. I'm on board with what it's trying to do. It's a microcosm of the entire point of consentical versus tentacle. It's to reclaim this idea that you can explore someone else's sexuality and you can explore sexuality with a foreign entity without having to be forced upon someone. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the bottom line of non-consent tentacle porn is to force sexuality upon someone until they enjoy it. And the entire point of consentical is to experiment with sexuality until both partners enjoy it safely. It's not alien fucking, it's alien romance. Yeah. There you go. It's a great yeah. Twilight novel. Dinner in a movie. Oh, yeah. Except you've got a tentacle coming out of your mouth because your stomach's been cut but up. Consensual. I keep having, like, creature from the Blue Lagoon, like, thoughts in my head, like, what this could be, like, the storyline for, like, a, a plot for some of this tentacle Black porn. Lagoon. Oh, Black Lagoon. Sorry, what did I say? Blue Lagoon? Yeah. Black Lagoon. I'm sorry. Blue Lagoon's, Blue Lagoon's like a song. No, I think it's a movie about dolphins that are like friends with some kids. I think oh, I don't know. Oh, no, that's Aquamarine. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh, so I want to go into examples of pop <laughs> Is that the one with the... Uh... Really? No. Oh, gee. <laughs> Flipper. Oh, gosh. Okay. Every time you mention any of these creatures, I just picture tentacles coming out of them. Because uh, all I've been able to think about all week <laughs> is that scene from The Thing where they put the dog in the, oh, and it the kennel open. and it explodes with all the tentacles and it's mm-hmm. fucking terrifying because mm-hmm. I haven't enjoyed tentacle porn. It's not for me. Probably because I don't like dicks at all. And uh, when I hear Free Willy and Flipper, I just imagine seeing these creatures flip out and the fucking tentacles come out oh, of their blowhole. Which uh, is not arousing. It's like they're infected. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, but I wanted to go into examples in popular culture. Usually that runs a little dry, but I feel like this week, going over examples of stuff that's been in, will actually have a lot more context as a whole to the subject. Yeah, I feel like there is certainly no shortage of references to tentacle in pop culture. Well, tell me about one of them, Sarah. Oh, man. I mean, there's countless instances of it in anime. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. A lot of, uh, it also, uh, tentacle porn itself has a lot of, like, bondage type elements. It really hasn't been brought up yet. It does, yeah. The other tentacles be acting as straps. Yeah. yeah. Restraints. Restraining yeah. tentacles. Which plays along with the, with the rape fantasy, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, well, there's countless examples. I haven't heard one yet. Um, there's a couple of scenes in, oh god, what was I watching? Sword Art Online. Um, a lot of the time in these shows, they're just kind of... You know, just interacting with tentacles more like friends. It was in the, um, like the after the show. I don't remember. Oh, I just stopped watching after the first half of the first season. Yeah, no, it was. Once they went to the elf land, it was was like like, the reboot or. Oh, during the gun season or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Breaking Bad. Is that the tentacle porn scene in that? Where Gus turns into the creature? Oh, uh. You have an actual one. Uh,. Evil Dead, the tree rape scene. Yeah, uh, those are very much uh, they're vines, but they're very much 
do the same thing as the tentacles. Dicks. They, yeah. There's restraints. Yeah, I remember reading about that. There was the article that was about famous tentacle porn scenes, which was most like that. The one that uh, came up is uh, the Dunwich Horror, which I've never heard of this movie. It looks like something we'd watch on our bad movie podcast. It's a Roger Corman movie, so that is entirely likely. It is also Lovecraftian. It's Lovecraftian, which means you're all over it. It's Roger Corman, which means Chris is a little boner for it. Hmm. Uh, but apparently it, it, it's credited, at least Vice News credited it, as what imported the tentacle porn to America, mm-hmm. which, as a subtopic, introduces the idea of why would Americans be interested in tentacle porn if they're not in any country that's censoring dicks? Which I think is a fair question. Well, it is uh, something that's just the otherworldly too. Like that's. Well, my theory was that you know, as someone who personally doesn't like penises, and I don't watch pornography, I really don't, but. If I did, I wouldn't want there to be dicks in it. When I have, I didn't want there to be dicks in it. So, so I what's figured, in it? So if I figured, if in my uh, in my opinion, you would want something that could simulate a dick without having to look at an actual one, which is mm-hmm. what would gather a large audience. And um, on Pornhub, there was actually a lot of scenes from these old movies. And they were slowed down or re-edited, and a few of them had the horror music stripped out. <laughs> Wow. Oh, is it like the re-edited trailer for The Shining? Where they make it to a happy trailer? Yeah, they make it to like a romantic uh, comedy. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's much better than that. Jack Torrance is in for the summer of his life. (laughs) That's almost exactly it. Yeah, it's great. No, but people would recut these these horrific rape scenes or movies. And what was creepy is they didn't... They didn't re-edit them to give them a more happy vibe or to give them they a more consensual put, vibe. Like happy music over top. They just kind of like, no, they just would put music over it, yeah. just so you couldn't hear anything except for maybe like a woman shouting here and there. And what I saw on one that was really upsetting is uh, we're about to get to a galaxy of terror. Did anyone look into that? No, that is not. one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a movie, and it's about five minutes of this woman just kidding fucking annihilated by a giant worm and they took the scene and if there was any shot that had nudity of the woman's butt or a boob they would extend the scene by slowing it down and playing it twice so the five minute scene could last about seven or eight minutes Um, wow that's disturbing which brings me to because I'm imagining the scene from the the remake of the evil dead where they, they do the same tree rape scene and it's not a fun scene, like, but that any any of what you're describing sounds very disturbing. Well, I actually watched the Galaxy of Terror rape scene, which, by the way, James Cameron was uh, in charge of filming this scene, and it's what got him the movie Aliens. They were so impressed what? by this poor woman getting raped that they're like, hey, there's this film franchise about rape that you'd be great for. Wow. Huh. Uh, but the... the uh, he didn't already do Terminator? I think he had. I think but, he did Terminator before. Yeah, he did Galaxy of Terror. James Cameron did Galaxy, but he didn't make it, but he uh, he was Filming. some kind of thing on it. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, I, he directed Piranha 2. With Joe Dante. Yeah. But this is boring. Anyways, Galaxy of Terror is one of those movies where people are in space, they encounter an alien, and the alien can do that thing where it takes the form of your worst fear. I think there's a more technical term for that, but I don't know what it is. Looking at you, uh, English majors. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, I don't know why you're looking at me like I'm an English major. That is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, the scene in the cave. It's explicitly yeah. what it's okay, called. Okay, yeah, that's what it's called. It takes the shape of your worst fear. 
And uh, there's actual film theory on whether this woman is afraid of sexuality or whether she's just afraid of bugs. But the point is, we've gotten to know this woman. She's been treated as a human being. She's been fleshed out as a human being. She's a star captain of some kind. And uh, a giant worm sits on top of her while she screams and is stripped. And it goes all up inside her. And she's screaming no the entire time. And then in what is possibly the most fucked up thing you could happen, do you want to know how she dies? How? You want to just take a guess. Take she a gets guess. impregnated by it. That's an okay guess. That would be a little bit sexist, but you need to go more sexist. Yeah. And you need to go more non-consensual and scary. How do you think she dies, Sarah? Give me a good old guess. What's the worst possible way that woman could die? Her brain explodes. Yeah. How? With Tom. the force of penis or the force of tentacle? Reverse it. She's oh. screaming no, getting raped horribly, but she, she her dies from an orgasm. Bingo. The worm is able to pleasure her against her will that no. she dies of an orgasm. I remember reading this and be like, James Cameron. That sounds like something from Barbarella. <laughs> you piece of shit. That's I cannot wrong. wait for the next Avatar movie. Barbarella is way more sex positive than that. Yeah, it is. That's Barbarella true. is insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much, if anything, sex positive. It's actually probably the opposite of sex positivity to have a rape victim die of an orgasm. Technically, yeah, Barbarella is like lesbian and liberating. Uh, there are scenes in Barbarella that are forced yeah. orgasms. Definitely. But uh, other examples of popular culture, I wrote down Futurama. They did that entire weird Beast with a thousand backs. Yeah, where the tentacle was going up inside everybody. Mm-hmm. But that was just kind of more pop. Was uh, David Cross? Uh, it was doing the uh, monster. Chris, do you have more pop culture examples? Yeah, I know you've. Uh, surely, like Cthulhu has been sexualized. sexualized. Did Cthulhu ever fuck anybody? What, those tentacles? Uh, Dunwich Horror. We brought brought that up. That is Lovecraft. That is a weird way to say that. Uh, I don't... I mean, I can't think of any. I'm sure there are, because... Man, you gotta write yours down. I wrote mine down like a good U.S. citizen. It's like Rule 34. There's... If it exists, there's porn of it. instances, like, within the media itself. Not taken by the community, but stuff where it already exists. I don't think Lovecraft wrote about sex. Because he was a nerd. Well, and also because, like, you know, Lovecraft did monsters describe his feelings on sex, kind of like the Sarlacc Pit and George Lucas. Yeah, they're Lovecraftian creatures themselves are otherworldly, that so otherworldly that we can't understand their motives. Because it's like sexuality is this deep, dark ocean. It's, you know, so the creatures that are far below the water, kind of like our own thoughts and desires. Well, it'd be like, sexuality would be like a human impulse. So it it would be below like the Lovecraftian creatures. In the deep darkness. Dana, what are some pop culture examples you found this week? Uh, you know, I, I mainly just saw a lot of artwork. None um, of you guys did your homework. And I am going to be giving everybody here a <laughs> uh, My cousin showed me uh, hentai anime when it was when I was like 14 no I was younger I was like 10 oh what'd you think oh he's just like oh there's this scene like he owned it like on like VHS and was like yeah there's this scene where this girl gets uh uh fucked by a tentacle good and good then you saw a lot of art I was just being funny (laughs) you're gonna show us some art now I don't remember what it was called but apparently it was a very famous one I don't want to see any more pictures of Octopi. Complete octopus. Yeah. Inside of a butthole. 
Yeah, that was that was enough for me. I think I've had my my quota of all of that. But a lot of it that I found was mainly in um, a lot of artwork, like deviant artwork. Um, uh, that's which that's some of just a penis. Yeah, those are those are more penises than they are tentacles. Yeah, oh but, shit. Um, there's a lot of a lot of different ways that this. I mean, like there's there's a guy that's he's kind not of having being, sex with it. He's kind of fighting it. That's yeah. that's like one of those like actions. Men are men stories from like the 1950s. Speaking of men are men from the oh. 1950s. Oh my god, that poor woman. Jesus, that thing is yikes. She looks like she's wearing like a schoolgirl. I hate it when they have too. claws, mm-hmm. like little crab legs. Oh, she's claws. like a child. Or like barbs. Yeah, because like a tentacle, I guess. I, guess I did too. see a lot of like alien impregnation with this too. Yeah, a lot of they. Li- oh, so there is tentacle stuff for men. Oh yeah. I but that hasn't been addressed. I mean, obviously, any fetish. Or kink can be reverse engineered but for the gender it's designed for. That's but, not sexual. That's just uh, that's totally a badass sexual. man being a badass. Uh, that's his, totally his sexual. His dick is being massaged by tentacles, no buddy. Uh, no, that's no just homo. that's just how like <laughs> that's just a badass guy being buff and badass are you, are you with his being, dick out. <laughs> are you doing a bit? Because like if I go over to your house and you had like a poster of a giant Naruto. Oh man. Oh, I don't. Hmm. She's getting titty fucked by the tentacle. Like one long tentacle. Yeah, it's every kind. Yeah, it's it's using every orifice, every even invented orifice. I just some of the art. I was just like, okay, well, I think I've I've figured out from I've gathered that you can basically put a tentacle in anything, around anything, and up anything. Oh, she's from. uh, I I get it. Oh, she's got a dick. Yeah, also that. I just don't feel like. Yeah, she's got a big dick. Oh, yeah, she does. So we're looking, dick. we're looking at, I guess, basically a hermaphrodite. I feel like I didn't notice oh, a pretty it's good even amount being, of uh, it's, trans tentacle porn while I was There was or searching. was not? There was. There it's is, even uh, going, it's even a, sounding in the penis there. It, <laughs> oh boy. It's a very popular thing in, like, hentai, like, chicks with dicks. Right. Mm-hmm. I am an open-minded person. I've said this many times before. But, man... Sounding just when you, the idea of a tentacle sounding, it just really, really Tommy, when you have to fire. keep saying it aloud. Maybe I love sounding. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe you're not as open minded as you think. Yeah. Uh, I uh, try, don't knock it before you try it. <laughs> it's like we said at the beginning of the episode everyone has a right to not like what they don't like. It's no, there's like I think people who do it are lesser people. I just definitely don't want a tentacle going into the tip of. My hey guys, what's what would you do with the FDI? What would you do when it Are comes to Are we there yet? That's, I think we're about that's, there. I haven't gotten over products yet. Holy shit! The best segment. It's Dana's product corner. Product corner. And I'm gonna start using a shopping slogan because there's nothing that sells products quite like a slogan. So this week, um, uh, Dana's kinky shopping cart is coming from the deep, deep in you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I always plug Bad Dragon. Bad deep. Dragon has a, an amazing suction cup uh, tentacle dildo um, that comes in different thicknesses, lengths, and firmness. <laughs> Tommy's going to hurt himself. Tom, Tommy's going to get an aneurysm if he doesn't <laughs> say this. <laughs> I deep blue see what you did there. Oh, you deep blue see what I did there. You're so clever. Uh, That's a shark. That's good. (laughs) 
But yeah, bad dragon. <laughs> you can get tentacles in every color and every firmness, thickness, length, like you name it, they'll make it. Is it, which is is it a cool. dildo shaped like a tentacle or is yeah, it like an arm it's, thing? It's like a it's like a, it wiggles back and forth and it has suction cups and it also like suctions to it. Does it have motors in it? No. No. It just it's shaped that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dildo, not a vibrator. Can I buy one with like a motor in it? Some no, yeah, I want I like a could. motor in it that actually makes it like. <gasps> oh like yeah, I wish that would be really interesting. Great I would love to see that. Yeah. Hey, Bad Dragon, if you're listening, um, that's a thing you should make happen. It's like uh, one of those uh, hands in the candy bowl. Um, and <laughs> then that's that's like the obviously like my go to source for anything cool like that is is dra- Bad Dragon. But I also found this really cool thing called a squildo. There you go, squid, Tommy. Oh, okay, that's actually pretty it's, cool. It's a so squid cool. squid dildo. It I looks like a giant squid like long head, a, but it has legs coming out the bottom of it. It'd be called a cephalopenis. Ah, it's a squid dildo, a squildo. Because <laughs> it's it's the squid's head that's being turned into a dick. Yeah. Wow. The, se- the squid's head neat? is being turned into the head. head. Yeah, it's kind of cool. A squildo. I just think it's really colorful. This one particular is like super colorful yeah, and it as a paperweight. I think yeah. it's really cool. I feel like it'd be fun to just like throw around at parties. Yeah. I want to have it on my mantle and then people ask what it is. <laughs> it's a squildo. I don't know and how when, practical uh, it would be in terms of like using gelatinous tentacles as the thing to grip with which to move. Yeah, that kind of does sound fun though, honestly, because like now it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but is that really what you want? <laughs> a challenge? <laughs> I mean, different strokes for different folks, Sarah. Yeah, that's fine. Shame. That's fine. No, that's fine. My uh, masturbation's become too easy. <laughs> uh, what's hard mode? But I feel like <laughs> I feel like the market for people who want sex to be more difficult and want to have sex with squids is probably a pretty niche market. Also, you can coat that thing in a bunch of lube, and I bet it's just as like hard to grasp as. As squid. any squid out there, what? it looks you like it's. Freezer? Frankly, it looks almost exactly oh. like. Oh gosh, no! That sounds horrible. It smells like, like the ocean. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think it would be. I think it would be interesting to like. I don't know. I don't know. It almost looks like it's made out of the same material that you make like fishing lures. Yeah, that's what I was about of. to say. It looks. That's yeah, kind of what it looks stuff. like. Um, and there's also this really fascinating thing called an octo penis. Um, which I was really oh, it's a, impressed by. It's an octopus that is on a penis. It's uh, an octopus head with like the, the legs that go up a, a regular dildo. It's like the head is the balls. Well, the yeah. veins transition like into... Yeah. Okay. It looks like a nice piece. Yeah, somebody did some art on this. It looks, like, like, it. Eyes it looks like you one. could smoke a bowl out of it. Also that, yeah. Anyways, hey. octo, octopenis. <laughs> so, octopenis uh, is the fans. homemade sex toy of the week. For all of our tobacco smoking, could one of our fans make us a giant pipe that is a squid that's also a dick? We just, or just a request. Tommy, if you just want to put, like... A dick in your mouth. No one's going to judge you. Hey, it's a sex positive <laughs> podcast. We're not. <laughs> Listen, I just have to say, I'm not personally turned on by the idea of having sex with an alien or a squid, but just like on shape alone, most of these things look like they've got to feel amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm on board with you. Also, let's not forget the really fun uh, <laughs> looking uh, tentacle finger things. You can just literally stick these tentacles on the ends of your fingers. Um, Those feel like they'd get lost. I feel like. 
like, way to pull I feel like your friends. Yeah, I feel like they might get lost or stuck. Those or, are just children's toys. They sell that at the candy store. Now. Yes, exactly. They do. But it could also be made for fun, sexy time if you want to caress your your uh, lover with tentacle Sex. fingers. That probably wouldn't penetrate. So. Anything you no. most. You sterilize it. Yeah, but then, you know, you put it up there and then it just. If it pops off, it just pops out off. The tentacle stays. Then you gotta go root around. You use a little bit of nail glue and you, you glue it, it on. Like... gum it to your finger. <laughs> and now you're forever an octopus hand, man. Yeah. That's how you <laughs> just have a surgery to get your hand replaced by an octopus. So, what'd you stick up there? Oh. A tentacle. No, I've ever there was a week where I, <laughs> I kind of wanted one, so all the toys. Yeah. I want all I want all the this the tentacle porn toys. They're, they're all fun. I'm not gonna do anything with them. I don't, I don't even want to do anything with them, but I want them yeah. around the you house. You said you wanted I'm them interested. on your mantle. I imagine I think they like look fun. a decade from now you're sitting with little Tommy Junior. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> Hey, Daddy, what's that? Oh, son. <laughs> it was the summer of 1970. That's a cephalodick. <laughs> That's a <cephalodic>. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing the Atlantic Ocean. That's a squildo. That's Daddy's favorite Daddy's toy. <laughs> the beast wow. had nine heads. There are, there are lots of other art pieces and things out there in books and in different videos and things that kind of show different aspects of, of tentacle fantasy and tentacle porn. But those were my favorite toys this week, and I had a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, I would definitely be down to try several of those because, um, frankly, they look like they would feel really nice. Yeah, they're um, all really textural. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with Chris. If they, like, wiggled a little bit, like, that could be fun, too. That like, if it had, like, a motor crazy. inside there. There's nothing organically that creates that sensation, save maybe, like, a couple fingers, fingers, but that would be super different. I don't care at all. Maybe if they're double-jointed No, that's fingers. why it would be, yeah, it would be so really much interesting. Fun. So. so, would you be interested in trying the actual squid? No. No. <laughs> Jesus. Absolutely not. Just serious. <laughs> trying to get a feel for my audience Squids here. Squids can't consent. So. No, I cannot. And they could probably die being shoved into a An bowl. octopus might be able to because they're highly intelligent. I don't think it understands language. So Chris, your homework for the week. It'd yes. be flipping you off eight times in a row. Oh, I want uh, you to play the consensual card game. With an octopus. With an octopus. And then just give it the eyes. Like, you know, we could stop playing this game. <laughs> and we could do this, this thing that I'm gesturing. Do a uh, come hither motion. <laughs> get the, uh, Just get, pat the chair next to you. Get the psychic squid that predicts all the soccer games. It failed, I thought. Yeah, well, now yeah, now it's like its career is broken. It doesn't have anything to do. It's single. It's available. It's got all this money. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's probably at a low point in its life, it's too. It's got a lot of free time. It's oh, vulnerable. Its wife left it. <laughs> it doesn't have a job anymore. Uh, so this actually brings us to this. Now we're actually the FDI, right? Yeah, the yeah. FDI and overall opinion of this. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I think as long as it does not involve um, a live animal, I'm going to say this is a one. This is this is totally fine. Um, as long as you're trying not trying to like penetrate somebody from the vagina through the mouth, like I think this is pretty safe. And I think it's actually really pretty cool. It's not something I've ever really um, done a lot of research on, but I'm I'm interested. So it looks like something pretty pretty interesting, kind of a neat fantasy. Yeah, this seems like to me one of those things that exists. It does exist outside, but almost solely within the realm of fantasy, because it is extremely difficult to transition this into real life. Uh, so yeah, it'd be like a one. Yeah, I 
give it a one as well. I don't really have much to add. I agree as long as it doesn't, uh, you know, start don't everyone giving you ideas that you can just go stick squid bits into anybody you want. Oh, you're gonna give it a higher because uh, it's a uh, forcing forced enjoyment. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things that I was on the fence about because I, I hate slippery slope arguments, especially because, like I said earlier, there's 32 flavors of sex, and then every flavor has 32 sub flavors. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of fun talking about all this different stuff that consensual relationships can do, and. Uh, like in the Sonic episode, we talked about how maybe it get a higher rating because it could deal with some sort of perversion towards children, but ultimately, no, it's a one. I feel like, unlike Sonic the Hedgehog with children, or leading to perverse thoughts about kids, I feel like there is too strong of a relationship between forced sex and tentacle to really separate the two entirely. And for that, I just want to give it a two. But uh, I agree. I'm going to I, change I, mine. I just want to give it a two just because while there is positivity, while it is not everyone, there is a really strong undercurrent of the male fantasy of forcing a woman into sex until she enjoys it. Mm-hmm. And because that's there, I think that's dangerous enough of a fantasy mm-hmm. to warrant a two. Two okay. meaning mild caution and self-awareness. yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Um, I will say one other thing. I really would like to see them come out with like a penis extension or a penis extender that looks like a like a yeah. tentacle. Like I, they have those things that are like light. It's a flashlight. Yeah. Well, yeah. To no, it's an a extent, bigger dick. You put your dick in. You basically yeah. put your dick in a dick that is like a tentacle. Like they think that would be really cool. And then also, like if some guy came at me with that, things. Yeah. Your dick. Yeah. It's Why like wouldn't if, it have more than one tentacle though? It should be like three or four. Well, it'd be one, and then like there'd be like five that's kind of hung down. That would be kind of cool. Like, but like if it was that, and then like some like some guy like had like a Cthulhu um, rubber mask on, like do you just want to have sex with that. Cthulhu? I just think that would be cool. <laughs> like if that was a fantasy thing, I'd be I'd be down. I think it's cool. I saw you light up oh, when we talked about the pirate Davy Jones. Movie. Yeah, Davy Jones. Yeah, I have a pirate with, fantasy. It's a it's a beard <laughs> made out of tentacles, which you know I, I got. It. <laughs> He could, do, he could do some real crazy things with that beard. Hey, pirates run uh, sex with, If that's what his beard looks tentacles. like, imagine what his dick looks yeah, like. Yeah, listen. <laughs> that's true. Ooh, Sarah, your comment got lost to laughter. I'm <laughs> sorry. I just said imagine sitting on that face. Oh, that is a mustache ride you would not soon <laughs> forget. That's today's episode. Uh, what do you guys have to say to the fans? What do you want to ask the fans for? We're not released yet, so we don't really have anything out there. Hey, but as soon as we are, we'd love to hear from you. So please um, write in and tell us about some interesting things that you've heard about that are that are interesting uh, fetishes or things that people are into. Yeah. We'd love to hear about that. Also, comments on the shows that we've already done. We'd love to hear from you about and, uh, uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, drop us a comment on the Facebook page and... Uh Give some examples of tentacle porn. Yeah. yeah. And like and are, share. If you are someone who implements tentacle porn in your actual bedroom life, we would love to hear about that, too. Yeah, Since and, uh, we weren't really able to conclusively come up with any good yeah. ways you could. Join the conversation yeah, so we can absolutely. make this episode more complete. And yeah. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, if we ever said anything that offended you, or if we got something dead wrong, you know, let us know, because we'd rather correct ourselves than that. And we'd love to initiate a dialogue over something that uh, that caused an unpleasant feeling because as we say every week sex should be something positive I mean whether you are religious, non-religious, spiritual believe in science as your god we're here until we die and we might as well enjoy sex no matter what 
kind of body we have as long as we are respecting our fellow human being. Mm-hmm. I did really well in this. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, if you role play as Cthulhu, let me know. I want to know. <laughs> let, let Dana know your stats and, you know, sort of safe, sane, uh, consensual, a- Cthulhu, single Cthulhu looking Jones for Walker. a consensual <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah, ASL. Just uh, send that. Send us some Polaroids. Of, sex location and number of, of you having a sexy time yeah. with a squid, and we'll put it up on our Polaroid, where we have a we have a Polaroid wall of fun, sexy time that fans have sent us. Awesome. Wait, what? Yeah, you haven't gotten those Polaroids yet. They're fun, sexy time Polaroid wall. That's weird. Please don't actually who's send st- us porn of yourself. Who still has Polaroids? Uh, actually, you know what? Go ahead. Send us Polaroids <laughs> and solely Polaroids of yourself. Pictures <laughs> and creeps, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good week. All right. Next week we'll be doing uh, Yiffing. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's, that's going to put some fun. weird searches on my uh, my history. Woohoo. All right. All right. Gonna Bye, make folks. the same joke. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.